welcome to Stoner Chicks Podcast, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. And I'm Phoebe Richards. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Grace Penzel. And I'm Stephanie Thompson. Good morning, Good, good morning, world. No matter what time you're listening this... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No matter what time you're listening this... We're doing a wake and bake, so it's morning time, bitches. Wake and bake. <laughs> wake, wake and bake. bake. And I'm about to bake. I'm so ready to bake. Oh, I'm ready to bake. Yeah, the Phoebe that you got coming into this was sober Phoebe. Yeah, the worst version of myself. (laughs) (laughs) Worse than evil Phoebe? No, evil Phoebe's pretty bad. But it only comes out to the people that deserve it. Yeah, who's (gasps) evil Phoebe? I don't know her. I don't either, actually, and I am Phoebe. (laughs) Do I have an evil side? I don't know. But all different timelines have, like, an evil timeline. Oh, right, right. I probably have I probably have more fun in that timeline. <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to deal with the guilt. Maybe if you don't, you won't care if you're evil. Yeah, I don't think if you're evil, you have guilt. Well, I don't know. I already have so much guilt. <laughs> I'm not evil. <laughs> well, good morning, ladies. Good morning. It's good to good see morning. your faces. Yeah. So good to see you. You're all so beautiful. And morning dew Aww. touching the grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still got the sleep little crystals in my eyes. Oh, sleep crystals is way better than crusty is what I say. <laughs> I like crystals better. I say eye boogers, so Ooh. that's also better. Mine are crystals. They're pretty. <laughs> and you know what? We have a new patron to thank. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Big, big thank you to Tanya G. Tanya. She's Thank joined so the much, Club Tanya. of Cuties. <laughs> it's the Cutie Club. Cutie Club. I don't know. That's so twee. I, I feel like, <laughs> I, not like I want our Patreon to be like hardcore or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what would be a hardcore stoner term? Like Patreon fuckheads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I like cuties, but I, I think know. that was just organic because they're just so, so cute. Look, I'm fine with cuties. I'm fine with Patreon cuties. But if we start going into like Patreon cutie wooties, that's where I'm out. Like not just out of the Patreon thing or like I'm out of the podcast. We can't. (laughs) How about the dank ones? (laughs) Hello, dank ones. Well, anyway, you can also join Patreon if you're listening and you're like, ooh, how do I join this dank cutie club? Of of fuckheads. (laughs) Yeah, how do I be a fuckhead? (laughs) How do they, Kayla? They go to patreon.com slash stonerchicks. We have three levels. We have a $3 a month level, a $6 a month level, and a $20 a month level. So you get different perks based on which level. So if you want to check out the levels, go to patreon.com slash stonerchicks. Yeah, there's a lot of bonus content already sitting for you that we have put out in the last year. And we put out more bonus content every month. We also have Smoke Sesh over Zoom once a month. It's super fun. So we'll see you there. We will. Fuckheads. 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 (laughs) Ooh, so I'm drinking a bright pink smoothie. Oh, yeah. I'm drinking a muted pink smoothie. Mm. Ooh. Like a brain-colored smoothie. Oh. (laughs) I decided to go kind of crazy. And I went with a mimosa. Oh, <laughs> I love it, Stephanie. And I put it in a really pretty wine glass that has butterflies and bees on it. Oh, I love pretty. that that's how you interpreted the smoothie assignment. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and listeners, you might be thinking, why are they all drinking smoothies in November? <laughs> and the answer is, that's Phoebe came up with a segment for it. <laughs> I drink smoothies year round. Let me tell yeah. you about my smoothie. Well, I guess I'm just saying, like, it <laughs> It wasn't a coincidence that we all have. And by the way, oh, I, I see fu- what you're saying. I fucked up the assignment. I don't have a blender. And <laughs> then by the time I was going to get one, it was yesterday, which was Black Friday. And I didn't want to go to somewhere that bu- that sells blenders on Black Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead, I went to this bubble tea place <laughs> and I got a blended coconut cream coffee with boba pearls but then i put it in my freezer overnight and it got kind of weird so we'll see we'll see what's up oh i'm excited yours is the one i'm most excited about now i don't know the mimosa sounds great (laughs) well i just meant yours feels like the experiment oh oh okay Phoebe, what's in your smoothie yeah my smoothie is like a half or a third of a banana fresh and then some fresh berries of some kind in the summer i do strawberry i had raspberries today And then I also do frozen berries and then I do Greek plain yogurt and then I do orange juice. And today my orange juice also had pineapple in it. Ooh. And that's it. And I blend it up. Excellent. And sometimes I put different protein powders in, but I didn't do that today. Well, I'll follow up because I do have protein powder. Mm. My smoothie is frozen strawberries, frozen pineapple, a whole banana. Coconut water, orange juice, and chocolate rice protein powder. Ooh, good choice with the protein powder. That sounds good. Thank you. I'm allergic to almost every protein powder that exists except this one rice-based protein powder. So I have that at home. So anyway, yeah, this isn't my favorite smoothie. I think the assignment was to make our favorite smoothie, but I was out of blueberries, so I did pineapple. And the grocery store was out of pomegranate juice, so I got orange juice. So this is a little different than I'm used to, but it's very refreshing. Also, I think you said Phoebe came up with this. Wasn't it based on a meme we saw that was like, miracle, stoner makes smoothie before wake and bake or something? (laughs) Oh, I thought I just came up with it randomly, but that could have gotten in my mind. (laughs) Planted a seed, a smoothie seed. So this is definitely not my favorite smoothie. Um, My favorite smoothie that I would make for myself. Frozen bubble tea. Sorry. It would be a banana, frozen mango, frozen blueberries, low-fat Greek yogurt, pea, vanilla flavored pea protein. Yeah, pea. I put pea in my smoothie. And chia seeds. And is there anything else? Honey, a little bit of honey. Mm. And spinach, a a bunch of spinach. So get a lot of nutrients in there. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite. This thing is weird that I'm drinking. (laughs) (laughs) The boba pearls did freeze and they're weird now. And then the syrups, the like coffee syrup and the coconut syrup are a little too sweet and weird and artificial tasting and also all of the cream froze and now is like weird and frostbitten so i will drink it but (laughs) it is weird steph how's the mimosa Mm, it's so good and it's the perfect orange juice to prosecco ratio Mm. what's your favorite ratio more oj than i don't like (gasps) 
I know. I'm weird. Blasphemy. I like to have it it juicy. (laughs) I use the OJ like cream and coffee. See, I don't mind it that way. I just prefer it in a big old. I was just at the Five Point Cafe in Seattle. It's kind of a famous 24-hour dive bar diner place. And they serve their mimosas in a pint glass. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. And it's like all champagne. It's a mug of champagne. It's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think clearly Stephanie's drink is the winner. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is there pulp in your orange juice? I love pulp. Yeah, that's the other thing. So it is a smoothie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You should have just dropped like a blueberry in it. (laughs) Oh, I should have put some berries in it. That would have been great. I'll wait while you go. I don't have any. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, go to the store. We'll wait while you go to the store. Also, I think, Kayla, you have a oopsies righties. <laughs> a wrongsies rightsies. <laughs> I think we all just call it something different, and that's okay. <laughs> okay, so two episodes ago, I believe, it was at episode 88, I mentioned that I had been smoking weed from the SheWeed brand, and I was wrong. <laughs> Sheweed doesn't even make weed. They're just a weed (laughs) lifestyle brand that we follow on Instagram, I think. So their name was in my head, but they seem cool. But the weed that I've been smoking is from Miss Grass, which is a woman-owned company in California. And I wanted to share what I got from her because I really liked what I got. So I got a little pack of joints. This is what it looks like. Oh, pretty. It says Miss Grass on it. It's a CBD to THC one-to-one ratio, and the title of it is Casual and Balance. So it's not labeled as sativa or indica or hybrid. It's just labeled as Casual and Balanced. Nice. And then she lists the terpenes. Let me just oh. find out where that is. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So the terpenes are carophylline, pinene, and Humulene. I don't know if I'm saying those correctly. Maybe we could do an episode of that where we learn how to pronounce all the terpenes. All the terpenes. <laughs> mm. I recognize the latter two terpenes that you said as having been associated with PTSD relief from an episode that we did a few, a couple months ago. Ooh, I love what that. What a memory, Grace. Mm-hmm. Wait, where would we be? There's also a product called a shiwi. And so when you said sheweed, I kind of oh. giggled because shewe <laughs> is like a funnel that you can use mm-hmm. to urinate if you need to. You need to, yeah. Uh, I've seen those advertisements. I feel like it's like women like peeing on a go- into funnels on a golf course into the bushes <laughs> yeah. or something. I, I got one on my 12th for like when I was 12, I think, for Christmas for my aunt. What? <laughs> Why? Because so, we went hiking a lot. Oh. And I would complain, I'm sure, about having to like find somewhere to squat. And I'm sure I was always complaining that it wasn't fair that it was so much easier for men. Yeah. Did you use it? You know, what's funny. I didn't really because at that age, it like embarrassed me. Yeah. The whole situation. I just was like <laughs> uncomfortable when I opened it in front of my family and just like very not into it. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine if you went hiking on the weekend and forgot to take your shiwi out of your backpack and then went to yeah. school and you just have your used shiwi in your Well, back. and it's in a bag thing, so I get it. But I guess I just was like, you I'm just going to carry around this thing I peed through. Like, it just seemed gross to me. But I don't necess- I don't feel that way now. But I have not rebought one. My mom <laughs> bought a thing like that. 
it's something that they use like in hospitals if someone with a vagina needs to pee without getting out of bed. And it's kind of like a jug with a <laughs> like a spout area that goes anyway. And during the pandemic, she ordered one off of Amazon because she was going to have to take a road trip and then gave it to me because she didn't end up using it. But I had that with me the whole time going up to Seattle. I didn't use it. Same sort of thing of like, this seems more awkward than me just popping a squat, but. I'd use it. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. We can go okay. back to the product review. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this weed from Miss Grass. <laughs> Something I like about the packaging is it doesn't have any plastic. I really value that. And then so it slides open and then there's a little a section it's of so inside cute. for a little book of matches. So it came with a little book of matches. That's like the fanciest. I feel yes, like you're going so to a cute. speakeasy in the 20s. <laughs> yeah. Miss yeah. Grass. Miss Grass. Grass. And on the back, it says it was packaged by Ladybug Farms, which sounds cute to me. Mm, I love Ladybugs. <laughs> Remember the movie Ladybugs? <laughs> oh. Okay, anyway. <laughs> oh, and, and possibly most importantly, I, I just noticed it says it's a blend of mango bliss and pink lemonade and oh. CBD candy. That sounds like a smoothie. Yeah, sure Kaylee's got two smoothies. That Excellent. sounds like a smoothie. Well, actually, I'm not smoking it today. I already smoked all of it. <laughs> I'm just showing you the box. <laughs> I just snorted. Well, hey, let's smoke some more weed and a fun tascular smoke break. Fun tascular smoke break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And welcome back from the smoke break, stoner chicks. My name's Grace Penzel, <laughs> as established at the beginning of this episode. And <laughs> I'm really excited because Phoebe, once again, coming through on this episode, suggested that for the second half, we all talk a little bit about our favorite comedians. We all do comedy. And so I don't know about you guys, but like that's mostly maybe except for you phoebe with horror but like a lot of the content i consume is comedy yeah it's also how we all met we all are comedy performers that's how we know yes. each other so i'm really excited to hear what some of y'all's favorites are mm -hmm. and i kind of approached it as like comedians that kind of shaped my comedy right sure yeah that's, that's what i did me too, too. Like my earliest influences is what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's what I kind of picked as well. Like it's a very specific period in time. Steph, do you do you just want to start? Oh, why not? Yeah, I'll just kick it off with my Ooh. very specific moment in time. And I actually focused on all women comedians because those are the ones at the time that I felt most influenced by. And this was a period in my life from middle school to high school, which I watched a lot of sketch comedy and specifically Saturday Night Live was kind of the pinnacle of comedy for me and the women on there during that time were spectacular we already have Tina Fey and Amy Poehler they're great but the women that I really liked were kind of the I don't know they seem to be the 
the comedy sneak, like they would sneak in their comedy and it would make me laugh so hard. And I'm going to start off with Rachel Dretch. Yay! Fuck yeah! Fuck yes. I love her. She was, <laughs> in my opinion, the one who made the rest of the cast break most often. And she also was just, like I said, she was like this comedy snake. She like could sneak in and have this one line or make this one face and it would just be over. And most of the women I feature are from the East Coast. So Kayla, they're all in like your neck of the woods. Oh yeah. New England people are quite funny in their (laughs) own very specific way. Yeah. Tina and Amy are also both from the Northeast. Yes. Like most of the women I was looking at, I was like, holy crap, they're all from like this small little area in the world. Yeah. Amy Poehler and Rachel Dratch are from neighboring towns in Massachusetts, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't have a favorite sketch of Rachel Dratch's. I just find just her mere presence to be hilarious to me. And I just think anything she does, she had guest roles on 30 Rock. She was really funny. One of my favorite moments of all time in comedy is in an episode of 30 Rock where she's playing a drunken date of someone (laughs) on Valentine's Day. And she's walking with Alec Baldwin, like wasted, like wearing this insane tight dress and her makeup's all smeared and her hair is everywhere. And Alec Baldwin's like, good night. And she goes, Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know. So anytime Valentine's Day comes around. I also listened to her audio book, her memoir before. It's called Girl Walks Into a Bar, Comedy, Calamities, Dating Disasters, and a Midlife Miracle. And that was pretty fun, too. Oh, awesome. Is there anything that sticks out in that memoir to you? I haven't read it. I mean, I think just her having the sort of perspective of always of being in the same circle as like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and all the rest of them, but always playing support, never being the star of a thing, but always being like the chameleon, the background characters, the support and kind of I don't know how that felt to never be the biggest name, like always kind of right below in terms of people's attention. But I mean, it just means that she's in every single thing. Yeah, it's a whole other skill. Like being the person everyone wants as support is like such a beautiful trait in a comedian. She was in Sisters, which we just covered last week. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Good one, Steph. Yeah. And then I'm going to move on. Same SNL period. But Anna Gasteyer. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And she really, for me, had some of the most best character work. Her Martha Stewart impression was on point. And she did Martha Stewart's Topless Christmas, (laughs) which if you haven't seen that SNL sketch, it is hilarious. (laughs) She also does with another person I'm going to reference. I'm just going to talk about them both at the same time is Molly Shannon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they have yep. the NPR sketch as the two women with the cooking show on NPR. Uh-huh. And I quoted that sketch when I got back to school on Monday. Me and my friends <laughs> quoted that sketch, I swear, for like probably eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't stop saying sweaty balls. And so <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to show you guys. 
is that sketch. Yay. Hello, I'm Margaret Jo McCullen. And I'm Terry Rialto. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to The Delicious Dish on National Public Radio. <laughs> now, Terry, it's Christmas season again, our favorite time of year. That's right, Margaret Jo. Holiday time is when the most wonderful culinary wishes can come true. Now, what's on your list this holiday season, Margaret Jo? Well, Terry, I really got greedy this year. I'm asking Chris Kringle for a wooden bowl, some oversized index cards, and a funnel. Ooh, a funnel. That'll be great for funneling. I know. I I feel like a glutton. (laughs) What's on your list, Terry? Well, I'm only asking Santa for one thing, a big box of glue traps to help me deal with my excessive rat problem. (laughs) Welcome. How are you? Welcome, Pete. We like the name of your store. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, did I pronounce your name uh, correctly? You sure did. Pete Schwetty. Well, Pete, Terry and I have been looking forward to having you on the show because we know you're the master of all kinds of Christmas goodies. Tell us about them. Well, there are lots of great treats at this time of year. Zucchini bread, fruitcake. But the thing that I most like to bring out at this time of the year are my balls. about your balls, Pete. Well, over at Seasons Eatings, we have balls for every taste. Popcorn balls, Mm. cheese balls, rum balls, you name Mm. it. Wow. Anyway, goes on and on (laughs) with the ball stuff. I thought that was so funny. So Anna Gasteyer and Molly Shannon, again, both are on SNL around the same time. So hilarious. And Molly Shannon had some great characters as well. I loved Superstar when it came out. Like I, Mary Catherine Gallagher was something, mm-hmm. again, I quoted all the time. I thought that was a so, I would like jump onto chairs like she would in high school, like. Mm-hmm. And knock them over. And knock them over because mm-hmm. I thought it was so funny. She like is such a physical comedian. I just was, just adored her. I'm reading her memoir right now. Oh, you are? And it's been really good so far. She had like a kind of fucked up childhood. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about the Edza. So far, that's all I've read about. But I'm excited to get to her career. You guys both gave me two great books I can read now about Rachel Dratch and Molly Shannon. Thank you. Yeah. And Rachel Dratch's audiobook and probably Molly Shannon's are narrated by them, which is the great thing about those. So, Mm -hmm. wow. But I do want that. I'm kind of wrapping up my segment, but those are the three women I really wanted to highlight. But I did want to talk about, I just want to shout out some stand-ups I really love that kind of shaped who I was as a young person, which would be Janine Garofalo, Sarah Silverman, Margaret Cho, and Tig Notaro. Yeah. So those oh are some God. people that I like really love still to this day. I find hilarious as stand-ups. But I wanted to focus on the people that, shaped my comedy and those three women Rachel Dratch Anna Gaster and Molly Shannon I just like they tickle me every time I see them on screen whenever they're in something I'm just like yes I have to watch this like because they're in Molly Shannon's in Fun Mom Dinner that's right I loved <laughs> yes. Fun Mom Dinner Kayla sure did Fun Mom Home Fun Mom Home <laughs> Home Cool Dinner Mom <laughs> I still can't say it <laughs> <laughs> well woohoo thanks Steph 
What mm-hmm. a great group of comedians. Like, I want to see them all standing next to each other. Like, maybe we should make a collage of their faces. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, I can do that. It's such a good group. <laughs> I have a slight crossover with you, Steph, because I, I was thinking about playing one clip from one of my comedians, and it actually has Anna Gasteyer in it, Ooh, funnily enough. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm going to start off with that crossover pick, which is... One of my favorite comedians of all time is Maria Bamford. She's hands down my favorite stand-up comic and is just really inspiring for me specifically because she has dealt with mental illness and brings up mental illness all the time in her comedy. How I got familiar with Maria Bamford is through a YouTube series she used to have like 10 plus years ago called the Maria Bamford Show, which were just short five-minute things that she started doing after she was a stand-up comic and then basically had a psychic break and had to be hospitalized and found out that she was bipolar and needed to be on medication, but came back from a major nervous or mental breakdown and was like living at home with her parents and Duluth and started making these videos of her doing playing every single character in her life. Like she had an impression of her mom, her dad, her sister, different people in the town. And those videos were so funny to me. So I ended up going with my friend John. We saw her at the Neptune in 2014 and it was incredible. And then I saw her again in Santa Fe, which was really special at the Cloudtop Comedy Festival. But She's fantastic. And she actually did two seasons of a Netflix show called Lady Dynamite, which I think I might have brought up before on the podcast. It's a really intense show. It's deeply funny, but her humor is very dark. Like the way that she approaches, like talking about being in a psych ward or having unwanted thoughts and OCD, all those things can get pretty dark, but she's just so fucking funny. And in her show, Lady Dynamite, it's kind of like a fictionalized story of what actually happened to her. And Anna Gasteyer plays her agent, who turns out maybe... Anyway, she plays this outrageous, bombastic agent of Maria Bamford. And here's a scene between them. Cradle the balls and work the shaft. Cradle the balls and work the shaft. Sing it with me. Cradle the balls and work the shaft. 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 Cradle the balls and work So that is something that lives rent free uh-huh. in my mind. <laughs> Wait, what is the context there? Why are they saying that? <laughs> Because she's like, come on, Maria, like, this has to be your attitude. Because Maria Bamford's character is very like, I don't know. I don't know if I should be doing all this. Like, this feels like a lot. Like, maybe it's going to push my mental health to an unhealthy state to be like going for all of these big gigs and everything. And she's like, no, like, that can't be your attitude. Like, (laughs) this is how you have to approach it. You go in there and you take do this pitch. And you know what you got to do? cradle the balls and work the shaft and then they go into that whole thing (laughs) so that's maria bamford i would highly recommend watching literally everything by her she has a special on netflix that's her just doing stand-up to her parents in their living room 
And that's the whole thing. Love it. So my next comic is Aparna Nonchurla. And Aparna Nonchurla is this excellent Indian American comedian who I first found out about through the Two Dope Queens podcast. And then she actually has a spot in one of the Two Dope Queens episodes that came out on HBO. Yes. And she's so fucking funny. She has appeared on Inside Amy Schumer, wrote for Late Night with Seth Meyers, put out an album that's hilarious, just putting it out there, and has been on the show's Corporate, BoJack Horseman, High Maintenance, Bob's Burgers, and Mythic Quest. So she's amazing. I just think her humor is super relatable, and I would definitely check it out. At the beginning of one of her bits, she says something like, I'm just going to come out and say it. Any pizza is personal if you're depressed. (laughs) And then she's like, sorry to get so political right off the bat. So that's just like a little flavor. And then my last comic that I chose that was a controversial one for me because she's gotten really big. It's Karen Kilgariff, who hosts Mm -hmm. My Favorite Murder. But I'd say over the last eight years, pound for pound, her voice has provided more comfort to me than probably any other. Like I listened to that and a podcast called Do You Need a Ride with Chris Fairbanks, where they would pick up comics from the airport or drop them off and interview them in the car. And that was really great and a good way to hear about stand-up comedy. But she did, when she was a stand-up, mostly song space stand-up. She plays guitar, and so she has comedy songs. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool. And that was really inspiring to me when I used to write sketches and pluck around on my ukulele and everything. So the other great thing about Karen Kilgariff is that she's a huge fucking stoner. She like very (laughs) pointedly does not drink. She's like a recovered alcoholic or in recovery, but she loves pot and talks about like... Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. All the time. I'm a big My Favorite Murder listener for many years, and I did not know that she was a stoner. Oh, yeah. She's a huge stoner. Like, when they toured in Amsterdam, like, her and Georgia were smoking so much, and then she talks about, like, just, like, taking a bunch of weed gummies and falling asleep watching TV on the Mm -hmm. couch. I was going to say, she loves TV and she loves weed. (laughs) She loves TV and weed. (laughs) And her dogs. But... Along those lines, she did a lot of collaborations on an album with this guy, Drennan Davis. And this is one of the first songs I ever saw of hers. Hey there, I can see in your eyes. You took a little time tonight. And you got real high. high. Yeah, maybe you got too high. high. Well, I am here to tell you it's it's fine. fine. (laughs) You're gonna be fine. The first thing that I want you to do is take yourself a nice deep breath now. But not too fast, just normal. Don't think about it, not too slow. Just breathe like you always do. It's gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. You just got too high. So, yeah. Beautiful. Love so it. So funny. <laughs> and it go, that song goes on longer. Just search the high song, Karen Kilgariff. I would highly recommend it. Highly. <laughs> and, <laughs> highly. 
Anyway, she wrote for the show Buckets. She wrote for a long time for Ellen DeGeneres and has <laughs> had a horrible time. Ellen DeGeneres is a <laughs> <Yes>. terrible person. <laughs> she's just incredible. I mean, she's built a podcast empire for herself. And I don't agree with her decision to sell Exactly Right to Wondery Podcast, which is a subset of Amazon. I'm not thrilled about it, but at the same time, She's worked really hard her whole life and she got that bag. So it's yeah. difficult. I think she's really great. And I think she's doing a lot to destigmatize weed because she has such a huge platform and she talks about it all the fucking time. So, yeah, that is that. So that was my last comic. But I did want to say I found the happy Valentine's Day clip. And is it OK if I just play it really quick? <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Happy Valentine's <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> They're just a, 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 a arriving her. to a party and she just yells happy Valentine's. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Valentine's. Okay, sorry, that was really long, but those are my comedians. Thank you, Grace. Thank you, Grace. I must not be a, as big of a Karen Kilgara fan of it as I thought if I didn't know she was a stoner. That's clearly you're not amazing. <laughs> Well, now Phoebe, that's me, is up. So I looked at this. Also, I have Kayla as my assistant. Oh, yes. For I'll share my screen. So I looked at this as what comedians or comedy shaped me. And it's always funny when I think about comedy because I grew up like doing theater, total dramatic kid. But I was really into like drama and serious. And then I got really into like genre and horror. And I definitely liked comedies, but I never really saw myself as being a comedian, even though I was totally goofy with my friends growing up. People always told me I should do sketch. And I was always like, no, I'm going to be dramatic. I want to be <laughs> real actor. I don't know. So it's just funny when I'm like, what comedy did I like? So when I was young, there was several comedies that super stuck with me. And most of them had Bette Midler in them, like most of the oh, comedies yeah. that I was really, really into. Love Bette But Midler. there's one called Outrageous Fortune that is her and Shelley Long. And Shelley Long oh, is also... Shelley Long's so Like, good. I love Shelley Long on Cheers. I watched that with my mom. My mom was a big Shelley Long fan, so... And in fact, it was weird when I was thinking about this and thinking, looking at clips from those movies. I actually, I own this on VHS. I realized there is a scene in this that I ended up using. I wrote and directed like a short film in college. And it was about these three women locked in a house. It was not a comedy, but they were locked in a house. It was like a world where women were like kept locked away. And then their suitors would come and pick one of them to like marry and take out into the world. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. Interesting. <laughs> I have like the really embarrassing short on VHS that was edited. I would anyway. love to watch that. And there's a scene where they kill the suitor on accident. They accidentally kill him because they're all fighting over him. And they decide to look at his penis. And it's <laughs> oh, totally... <no. laughs> From this movie. So I have a clip of it. But in this movie, Outrageous Fortune, which is hilarious, there's Bette Midler and Shelley Long are both dating the same guy and he fakes his own death. And they meet and find out that they were both in love with the same guy. They think he's actually dead. And this is them meeting each other at the morgue to oh, no. like identify his body, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> what are you doing here? Me? What the fuck are you doing I beg your pardon. I am in mourning. Well, so am I. By my lover. Well, so am I. <gasps> Who? Michael Santa. <laughs> no. No, you little <laughs> wet, you no, bitch. You, you didn't know him. Oh, he loved me. Tell me your mind. Oh, you're going to get out of here right now. <laughs> 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 
fighting amongst the dead bodies. <laughs> They're on the ground. Then they look at his penis and they, when they look at it is what makes them realize it's not him. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. So then, yeah, then they pull the blanket off while they're fighting. They see his like burned corpse. They're horrified. They're both looking at it. Then both of them see his penis and they're like, that's not him. And so then it's all about them trying to prove that he didn't, it's not really his body and no one will believe them. Anyway, very funny, funny movie. It's definitely with those 80s movies. There's a lot of jokes when you rewatch it that you're like, oh, you can't say that. <laughs> but and then, yes. Yeah, so Bette Midler, Shelley Long were two of my huge ones. Then as far as sketch, like I never really I was super into SNL when I was in high school. And so I actually had Molly Shannon as one of my picks as well. Nice. Yeah. And I think my favorite of hers was the was her name. Is it Catherine O'Malley? Who's. Uh, I'm Sally 50. O'Malley. Sally O'Malley. Yeah. <laughs> Sally O'Malley. I'm 50 and I kick. And I feel like her physicalities that she does as a performer, like I find myself often if I'm playing like high energy, really like wild characters on stage, I feel like I kind of do that character is sort of my go to. Like I'm not trying to do that character and it's like different <laughs> versions, but there's so much of her physicality is that character that's like gone into my what is that called? You know, just the stuff you grab onto when you're just quickly coming up with something, your little trick go-tos. Bag. Oh, Go-to yeah. bag. Yeah. So I also had Molly Shannon. But then, as I was saying, when it comes to really getting into sketch and the first time I started thinking as far as like, I don't know, developing sketch, I guess, or interested in the process was actually, and there's sort of a Karen Kilgariff crossover here, but was the Mr. Show oh, on yeah. HBO with David Cross and Bob Odenkirk. And when I was 18 and 19, I got really into that show. I was in peak stoner years. Like, I was smoking weed all of the time. And that show, I would watch it, and it, like, blew my mind. Also, very problematic things in that show. But most of the comedians from it have, like, addressed that and sort of discussed the ways that they... I don't really need to get into that. But so Mr. Show would just blow my mind. And I have this one little clip that's really dumb. And I think I wrote a time on there. And this is just the super example of how dumb this is landlords fighting because a tenant has left one of theirs to move into the other one. And this is the song that they sing. Whore! How you explain? I spit on your explanation. I spit on your spit. I piss on your spit. I shit on your piece. I fart on your shit. I laugh at your fart. We are friends again. <laughs> I spit on 
your speech. I piss on your speech. I shit on your speech. I fart on your shit. I laugh at your fart. We are friends again. Hey, I spit on your speech. I piss on your speech. I shit on your speech. I fart on your speech. I laugh at your fart. We are friends again. Hey, I shit on your speech. I shit on your speech. I fart on your speech. I laugh at your fart. We are friends again. Hey, I I fart on your shit. <laughs> was that Paul Wait, F. Tompkins? That was Paul F. Tompkins, yeah, and oh David Cross. That, speaking of the things that you quote with your friends all of the time, me and <laughs> my friends are obsessed with that, would just sing that all the time. People would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I shit on your piss. I piss on your shit. <laughs> we are friends again. Hey. <laughs> so anyway, that was my weird path as far as um, then I started doing improv and then I slowly was like, oh, maybe I am a comedian. <laughs> yeah yeah phoebe that that was my presentation Aww. love it me thinking back on comedy that inspired me have you seen either white lotus which molly shannon is incredible in i saw season one season one yeah molly shannon plays this mother-in-law that is just insane and then the other th- quick one i want to say is the other two Hell is yeah. a show that's come out in the last few years where Molly Shannon plays Drew Tarver's mother. And it's anyway, she's one of the stars yeah. of the show and she's fucking incredible. So in the last yes. five years, check them out. Great. Also her in Wet Hot American Summer is like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. OK, I won't go into her memoir. Her memoir is great. And there's like she talks about the lady Sally O'Malley is based on from her life. And she oh also God. like I started thinking that the relationship with her and the kids and Wet Hot American Summer was like based on her as a kid because she was always like giving advice to adults. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll make mine quick because we're running out of time, but I've got three comedic actors that I think influenced me the most. The first is Sean Hayes, famously Jack McFarland from Will and Grace. I think he was the first like funny actor I was obsessed with as a kid. So there was a monologue he did in Will and Grace that I I remember memorizing it and performing it for my mom all the time, <laughs> which is like the stupidest actor kid thing. But he, <laughs> <laughs> so in this clip, he has like a crush on a really cute barista. So he's been going back to the coffee shop a lot and he's drank like way too much coffee. And he just bursts into Will and Grace's apartment in this state. Hey, friends, lovers, mothers, and other strangers, you're never going to believe what happened to me. Oh, my God, did you see that? I almost did a half Nelson. I almost bruised my delicates, my delicates, my domo, or I got just Mr. Tomatoes. <laughs> Huge news. I have met, are you ready for this, Mr. Wright? Well, Mr. Right now, anyway. But um, bum Good night, folks. I'm here all week. Jack 2000. <laughs> he works over at the Jumbo Jobby. You know that coffee shop in 72nd, and his name is Paul, and he is cute with a capital Q. And the busier he gets, the hotter he gets, and the hotter he gets, the sweater he gets, and the sweater he gets... I forgot where I'm going with this, but the point is... <laughs> me like he and he like me, and the best part is Shazam! He gives me free iced coffee every time I go in, which is every hour on the hour, thank you very much, and occasionally on the half hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can so see how that is a root of your comedy, yeah. Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's why it was very important to show you, because... I memorized it and got down the timing, like, beat for beat. Like, can you imagine, like, a 10-year-old doing that scene? Like, I'm talking about this, like, hot, sweaty guy in a coffee shop, like, doing this. (laughs) Do you still know it? I could probably do the first half. (laughs) I'm not going to do it right now. Okay. But anyway, so I fucking loved him as a kid. And I still love him. And I listen to his podcast sometimes. 
Other big influences on me as a kid were Kenan and Kel. Mm-hmm. I was yes. huge into Kenan and Kel. And Kel Mitchell, in particular, was like, I thought the funniest guy ever. And I went back and I rewatched some of his sketches and they aren't as funny to me now. But I... <laughs> <laughs> Kenan and Kel, the sitcom, was huge for me. Mm-hmm. I rewatched that recently and it held up, I thought. I was just like, how are these two kids such fucking comedic geniuses like they were truly like a professional level at like 14 15 comedy actors i love them so this is just a a quick clip from their movie good burger which i also love where they play like these very like dude-ish fast food workers excuse me look i ordered one good burger with nothing on it and that's what i gave you no you gave me a bun just a bun. Look, there's no meat in here. But you said you wanted nothing on it. Yes, well, I expected a meat patty. Dude, a meat patty is something. You said nothing. Fizz, is a meat patty something or nothing? Uh, something? I win. All right, that rips it. I am reporting your name to the manager. The manager already knows my name. Oh, I'll see you in <laughs> Okay, see you there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was so funny. Yeah. I remember him and Keenan Thompson auditioned for SNL at the same time, and Keenan got cast, and Kel did not. At least oh. that's the urban legend. Mm. Oh. And I remember when Keenan got cast, I was like, what the fuck? What about Kel? Because I always thought Kel was the character actor, mm. and Keenan was always kind of just like the funny straight man. So it was surprising to me that he was the one that got cast on the character show. But, you know, Sketch needs Keenan energy, as we now know. He's, like, one yes. of the best people ever so, to be on the show. Was Agreed. he the longest running, right? Yeah. Ever? yeah. He holds the record for longest run on SNL. Still going. <laughs> yeah. So fucking love Keenan. But as a kid, like, hell was my guy. I mean, all that? Amazing. I know. They were the first, like, teenagers famous for sketch comedy ever. I can't think of even any others, really. Okay, and my last one, and this is my biggest, most obvious favorite influence. This is Kristen Wiig. Yeah, I love her. Yes. In high school, when I was into SNL, the cast was like her, Taryn Killam, who I also fucking loved, Bobby Moynihan, Fred Armisen, Bill Hader. Like, that was my cast. And I think this character by Kristen Wiig, like, the first time I watched it, I just was like crying, peeing, laughing. Like, I could not... <laughs> handle this and like I showed my whole I like made my family crowd around the computer and watch it with me and like (laughs) I think that watching her made me be like oh I want to do this with my life and I want to be just like her so I try not to be just like her but I feel like I on accident just like being her like you said with Molly Shannon Phoebe yeah okay here's Penelope she's a character that shows up and is just trying to one-up everybody (laughs) well you must be new. I'm Lou. This is Keenan. Yeah, in hi, opening. I'm Sam. I never done the whole group therapy thing before. I'm a little nervous. Oh, well, I was nervous, too, my first day. But Dr. Hamill is so great. He's really helped me out a lot. I've recently gone through a divorce. I recently got divorced, too. <laughs> I just signed my papers in the hallway just before I came in, so mine's just a little more recent than yours. <laughs> saying a bunch of things and like tons of people right now <laughs> okay well i'm lou and this is sam nice to meet you i'm penelope it's my first day too it's my second first day too too 
I guess we'll watch out too. for each other. Yeah, I'll probably watch out a little better than you though, because my vision's really good. So. I also have like 2080 vision, so I have cat eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I can like see through things and planets and stuff. So. <laughs> okay, everyone, seven on the dot. Okay, that's Penelope. I just feel like <laughs> so, so, so. <laughs> I love her so much. Me too, dude. I'm obsessed with her. And um, yeah, so the I, Cal Mitchell, Sean Hayes, and Kristen Wiig were like my three big Amazing favorite, favorite actors. Hell yeah. Kirsten Wiig in Bridesmaids, not only fucking hilarious, but might be one of my top crush like characters that I want to make out with. Oh, yeah, a- for Annie. sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a very relatable character. Too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then I don't know about you guys, but I had to narrow it down from like 20 different people. So maybe at some point we could return to this as a thing and talk yeah. more about comedians. We could do yeah. another hour long episode. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of which, thanks for listening. Yes. Check us out. StonerChicksPodcast.com. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us five stars on Spotify. You know the drill. Reach out to us, stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com with your high thoughts or just any other thoughts. We love hearing from you. You can check find us on Instagram at stonerchickspodcast, on TikTok at Broccoli Broads, and you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash stonerchicks. You can send us snail mail, P.O. Box 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. And yeah, you just... Talk to us. We love you so much. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hey, Phoebe, what do stoner chicks always say? (laughs) Stoner trucks always say, hey, balls are funny. (laughs) Yeah. Balls are sweaty. Balls balls. and dicks and sweaty. Cradle the balls and work Work the the shaft. shaft. Cradle Cradle the balls and work the shaft. shaft. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. Smoke weed. (laughs) 